It's time, Fort Wayne. Your sports, your station. It's the Sports Rush with Brett Rush. Covering all the topics that hit a nerve here in the Summit City. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Now here's your host, Brett Rump. The greatest, most interesting, most important person of all time. You are Feels good to be through a Thursday. Four down, one to go with this work week, and it is the Sports Rush taking you home. Your daily local sports fix, four to six. I am Brett Rump, along with Adam Lundy. Any questions, comments, or suggestions, let us know what's on your mind on this Thursday on the Parkview Sports Medicine text line, 46862. Maybe a reaction to Indiana and Northwestern last night. Maybe you'd like to give your prediction for Purdue versus Maryland. I don't know if I should go out on the limb and make a prediction on this one. I was so close last night. 63-61 was my prediction. And you notice I gave the score, but I didn't give a winner. I didn't give a winner. Um, And it ended up 64-62. Of course, there's many who believe Boo Booey may have put a shoulder into the chest of the Indiana defender. Uh, I think he did. But I also think you have to understand at that point in the game, unless you go right through a guy, it's probably not getting called. And there were also a couple of calls that went Indiana's favor throughout that game. They just didn't happen to be on the final possession. But there were some calls that favored the Hoosiers. They got away with a goaltending call earlier in the contest. Also want to mention that when I was talking about the Futures game, for the Indiana All-Stars, the, the new Futures game that they've added to the schedule, along with the seniors, the juniors. Now they have the Futures All-Stars. Uh, I congratulated Snyder's Jordan Poole, but I failed to recognize Columbia City sophomore Addison Baker, or Addison Baxter. And so Addison Baxter, also part of that Futures team for the North. Uh, Indiana Tech, by the way, hot basketball team. Men's basketball won their ninth straight last night. They've got a big one coming up on Saturday because the team that beat them before they started this winning streak is the opponent coming into the Schaefer Center on Saturday. It is Lord's College coming in to the Schaefer Center. Uh, Indiana Tech will enter that game with a 24-3 and record. They're now the sixth-ranked team in the country Should be a good one, so if you've got time on Saturday afternoon, want to check out a basketball game, maybe that's where you want to be. Also, it is homecoming weekend for the Mastodons because almost everybody is at home other than baseball and softball, and that's because they have to go south or they're not going to play. And uh, you've got tonight women's basketball just underway. You've got volleyball, men's volleyball coming up later tonight. Big one with the Mastodons versus the Ohio State Buckeyes. And then uh, tomorrow night, Coliseum for the Mastodons in Northern Kentucky. On Saturday, women's basketball against uh, Northern Kentucky. And then at night, you've got uh, more men's volleyball against Ball State. And on Sunday, homecoming weekend wraps up at the uh, Gates Center. 
as the Mastodons will have their senior day with the final home game of the regular season and perhaps the final home game of the entire season as they will welcome Wright State into the Gates Center. So plenty of uh, athletics going on on campus at Purdue-Fort Wayne this weekend. Uh, of course, we've talked about this story with Notre Dame and trying to fill the offense coordinator role, which now they have, but we want to get to the whole bottom of the process of finally setting uh, setting on Jared Parker to be their next offensive coordinator and exactly what transpired in missing out on uh, Utah's offensive coordinator. And the judge, Bill Houck, posted some interesting information that uh, apparently has come out today, and I thought we would try to get him to jump on the show. He's kind enough to join us right now on our guest line. Judge, how are you? I'm doing just uh, fine. My head's spinning a little bit, uh, <laughs> Brett, at the moment, but uh, social media will do that to you. But uh, it's good to be on with you. Well, and and in some cases, you know, the, the story was reported by credible sources who claimed that Notre Dame did not want to pay the buyout um, and and hire the uh, Utah offensive coordinator, who I don't have the name in front of me right now. I think it was uh, Ludwig, wasn't it? Andy Ludwig. Andy Ludwig. Andy Ludwig. And, um, and, and, and so he returned to Utah. And it was Marcus Freeman's pick, but the Notre Dame administration was not willing to fork over the money for that buyout. Now there is some contradictory information that is coming out. What do you know? Well, to put a finer point on it, what was reported, uh, what would have been Monday, I think, was that the buyout had become an obstacle. Uh, didn't say that Notre Dame had refused to pay it. In fact, Jack Swarbrick, in a statement that came out in the last hour, stated that before they bring anybody on campus, I, I'm paraphrasing now, so I want to be exact. I'm trying to be exact. But that it, before they bring anybody, any candidate on campus, and this is even before any formal offer is, is made, that they assure the candidate that they, that Notre Dame will pay any buyout that, that uh, is due to their employer uh, as a way of protecting both parties. And what happened uh, allegedly, and I say allegedly because we will never know exactly what happened, but what happened allegedly is that uh, Ludwig uh, was very interested in the job, probably left South Bend thinking he was going to be the next offensive coordinator at Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame found out the, some of the details and had some questions about the buyout, and it was an unusual buyout because it was based on a, a three-year rolling contract that Ludwig had at Utah. And it's a very high buyout, unusual, $2.8 million. That is extremely high for a, an ex offensive coordinator. That's extremely high for almost every uh, FBS coach in, in America, frankly. So uh, Notre Dame had some questions about the mechanics. Apparently, I'm told that you could pay this buyout uh, on, on a mo in monthly installments and things like that. So Notre Dame got back. They had been given some information that apparently was contradictory. And again, I'm paraphrasing Jack Swarbrick. And they asked some questions, but they were always willing to pay the $2.8 million. It's just a matter of exactly how that would take place. And what happened, though, of course, was uh, Ludwig got back to Utah, a place where, you know, he's uh, uh, allegedly pretty comfortable. It's his second stint there. Ludwig, Notre Dame would have been Ludwig's eighth school as an offensive coordinator since 2001. He's moved a lot. And uh, it was reported 
two weeks ago when when initial lists were made as to who Notre Dame might hire, that uh, Andy Ludwig would be very difficult to pry out of Utah. Uh, he's there for the second time. He's the highest paid coordinator in the Pac-12. Uh, he, culturally, he is very tied into the lifestyle in Utah, and uh, he's been very successful there. And he wasn't going to get that much of a raise uh, to come to Notre Dame. I, I don't know how much of a raise he was going to get, but he's reported to be making over one point five million dollars at Utah. So there you have it. He got back there. Uh, he had no reason. He hadn't signed any contract, and. Uh, and when this, he had a little bit of time because there was a delay, uh, because of this communication about the mechanics of the buyout, and he made the decision that he was going to stay at Utah. And, uh, I don't know how much you followed the process, but, uh, we don't know exactly who the candidates were that they maybe wanted to talk to or who they did talk to. We know about the Ludwig situation just because of this story. But uh, I know it was reported that Toledo Rockets uh, football coach Jason Candle is going to stay with Toledo, and yes. he may have been a guy that was on the list. Did Notre Dame ever contact him, or did they ever interview him? I, I don't. I I don't know. I don't believe he was ever interviewed. Uh, there were, and and I'm I'm at a little bit of a deficit now. I believe there was at least one other candidate that was uh, interviewed. Uh, and I'm not sure who that was. It may have been, uh, oh, something about Kent State uh, pops into my mind. Without regard to that, uh, Jared Parker uh, is going to be announced as the next offensive coordinator at Notre Dame. And that uh, is, I understand, going to happen tomorrow officially. He was always a candidate for this position. He's got a comfort level with Marcus Freeman. He's the tight ends coach. He has some offensive coordinating experience, not a lot of it, but he's the key thing here with Parker is that he spent four years on the staff at Purdue with Marcus Freeman. He's close with Marcus Freeman. Marcus Freeman's hiring his guys. It's perfectly understandable. Notre Dame is also going to be announcing that they're hiring a new quarterbacks coach, Gino Gadouli, who has been the quarterbacks coach at Cincinnati, but he was at Cincinnati when uh, when Freeman was at Cincinnati, and he's going to come to Notre Dame now. He had actually uh, was going to move with Luke Fickle up to Wisconsin and had, had signed on to do that, but now he's going to be coming to Notre Dame uh, from Wisconsin, actually. So Freeman's putting his stamp on this team. Uh, Gerard Parker uh, is apparently his man. There were certainly other candidates, and I don't think there's any doubt that Notre Dame would have liked to have had Andy Ludwig, uh, his record is unbelievable, uh, what he has done at Utah as a coordinator. The offenses have been very prolific, uh, but Notre Dame was just unable to pry him out of there. And uh, whether they were willing to pay the $2.8 billion or million dollars or not, you know, I don't know. We'll never know. But I do know that the story is feasible and it makes sense what Jack Swarbrick uh, released today. Uh, what do you think about the hire? And when you've got Marcus Freeman, a defensive mind, I feel like the most important coach perhaps on the staff is the offensive coordinator position. How do you feel about the hire? I, I don't disagree with you, and, and I'm, I'm a little uneasy with it uh, from the standpoint that Parker does not have a lot of uh, experience as an offensive coordinator. He spent one year at West uh, Virginia and had – not great results, frankly. 
Uh, he does have a long resume, however, as 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 a as an offensive coach, uh, including he was the interim coach at Purdue when uh, from in, back in 2016 for for six games. Uh, so he's got a little bit of head coaching uh, experience as well. I'm not sold, but I do think one thing's for certain. Um, Hey, Brett, I think you and I could be co-offensive coordinators for that team next year. <laughs> uh, it's going to be up in South Bend and probably win nine games. Well, uh, they are loaded. <laughs> there's no doubt about it. No, there's uh, there's no question about that. But uh, anyway, it's kind of a, an interesting circus because you know, I think fans have gotten to a point where they kind of expect Notre Dame will get their guy. And when they don't, we're all kind of surprised by it and want to know what's behind it. And so, yeah, social media maybe spreads – a story and enhances it a bit because you know when I got a hold of it, it did look like Notre Dame was refusing to pay the buyout. So we'll we'll uh, we'll see how things go forward with Notre Dame. But appreciate the time, Judge. I know it was last second, but uh, that happens with breaking news, and I appreciate your reporting on it. And you can get the whole story at Fighting Irish Preview. Yeah, I'm always always happy to talk to you, Brett, anytime, and uh, enjoy your show every single day that I'm possible that I can listen. <laughs> I appreciate that. That you is bet. the judge, Phil Hauck, joining us. And of course, we say Fighting Irish Preview. You listen to it all during the football season, but also you can check it out on the web. The website is fightingirishpreview.com. Hey, uh, coming up, we've got to get out of here. We've got a scoop by 530 because Purdue is going to be jumping on the airwaves. So we've got a shortened edition of the Sports Rush today. But I do want to tell you about the special deals at Christopher James Menswear. You know, they're in Covington Plaza. That's on West Jefferson right there at Getz, Covington Plaza. And you want to check out Christopher James Menswear because they still have items at 75% off that they're clearing out as part of the winter sale. But what's great is now you're seeing the spring fashions. And for those of you that maybe are ready for the golf season or you're going to be planning a golfing trip, I just talked to two people in this week, two people that uh, either one is in Florida and the other one is heading there in a couple of weeks. And why? Because every year they get a group together and they head down to the Fort Myers or Naples area and they play some golf. And they hope when they get back, the weather will be nice enough to play golf here. I don't know. They might be going a little bit early if that's their hope. But the one thing is Christopher James menswear can make you look like the sharpest dressed dude on the golf course. That's right. They've got some great golf shirts you'll want to check out. Nice, soft, comfortable golf shirts that won't itch. They won't feel uncomfortable if you're perspiring in them. Uh, check those out. Plus, of course, all the great suits and fashions that you can expect from Fort Wayne's finest men's clothier. That's right. Christopher James Menswear. They give you personalized service. They find what you're looking for. And they take care of it respectfully within your budget. Check them out. They're Christopher James Menswear. They're in Covington Plaza. That is at the corner of West Jefferson and Getz. As we mentioned, homecoming weekend this weekend underway already. Women's basketball in progress after one quarter. It is Wright State 26, Purdue Fort Wayne 25. We're actually now into the second quarter, and uh, Purdue Fort Wayne has taken the lead. Aubrey Stupp made a layup, and it's 27 26. Oh, I, I can't do this uh, okay, all day. Yeah, let's just go ahead. We'll just save. End of quarter, 26-25, maybe a bucket to put the Mastodons ahead, maybe a bucket to put right straight ahead. All right, so uh, Corey Kelly, congratulations. 
winner of the three upper-level general admission tickets to go see the Mastodons men's basketball team take on Wright State coming up on Sunday. Of course, we've got Purdue basketball against Maryland coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, also, you know what else is tonight? Speaking of Indiana, uh, Indiana women's basketball. They've got a big one against Leah Brown and the Michigan Wolverines. That will take place at Simon Scott Assembly Hall tonight. Of course, the women have been on such a roll. Number two ranked in the country. They've got a big one coming up tonight. And, of course, coming up tomorrow, we'll talk more about Shane Steichen, some of the names that might be surfacing as a possible offensive coordinator. And will we know by tomorrow what the status is of Gus Bradley? Will they give us a formal announcement that Gus Bradley is going to be the Indianapolis Colts defensive coordinator? Because that's one of those questions that is out there. Also, I don't know if you caught it last night, Pacers got down huge, 25 points down to the Chicago Bulls. They made the complete comeback, and they didn't blame an official down the stretch. No, they just went and won the game. And uh, that was just a huge come-from-behind win for the Pacers at home last night, which also sends them into the All-Star break, All-Star game coming up this weekend in Salt Lake City, Utah. And it was announced today, Julius Randle, that sharpshooting Julius Randle. My guy has been added to the three-point shooting contest. Maybe they'll have a special line for Julius. Like, you know, like in college, you got the women's line, the men's line. Maybe they'll let Julius shoot for the women's line for his handicap. Oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> against uh, Lillard, against Halliburton. Someone said they have to just tell Julius it's the first quarter of the game because Julius is actually <laughs> one of the best first quarter scorers in the league. Really? Yeah. Three. You would know. He's hit the most threes in the first quarter in the league. Okay, so he'll probably just make them out of the first rack and then uh, struggle the rest of the way. We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to wrap up your sports week and get you into your sports weekend coming up tomorrow from 4 to 6. Don't forget, it's Caleb and Kenny in the morning tomorrow morning from 7 to 9. Big thanks to our guests that appeared on the show today, Eric Dute, Dute Kevich, Perky Sports Medicine. Also, big thanks to the judge, Phil Houck, for jumping on kind of last second. That does it for us. We've got to make way for Purdue basketball against the Maryland Terrapins. Don't go anywhere. It comes up next. This has been the Sports Rush on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM.